Ain't no sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick doing a great job DJing a Smooth Soul Monday. You can be a part of the show. Specs Exxon is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. Holiday week of Ball Don't Lie. That means uh, I believe we'll be done uh, by Thursday uh, here. So a uh, short week for us. Short week for everybody. Short week for the Cowboys because they play on Christmas Eve. Big news uh, dropping related to the Cowboys, uh, at least related to that matchup with the Eagles. It is now being reported by multiple uh, different outlets and multiple different sources that Jalen Hurts status for the Cowboys uh, that matchup versus the Cowboys on Christmas Eve is uh, in doubt. It is doubtful because he's dealing with a sprained throwing shoulder. Uh, he suffered this in the third quarter uh, Sunday in the game versus the Bears. Uh, this comes from multiple outlets, uh, Ian Rappaport, Mike Garofalo, Tom, Pacel- uh, Tom Pelissero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not considered a long-term in- injury, but sprained shoulders, depending on how severe it is, uh, could have you out anywhere from on a week, two weeks, to eight weeks. So we don't know the severity of it. That has not been released. I haven't seen if it's a mild or a severe one or something, you know, considered a lot more moderate. We don't really know that. So. Yeah. And that's something to pay attention to moving mm-hmm. forward because if they're going to try to give him that time off right now, oh, they're going to try to see what's going to happen happen later on if they rest him now and he's ready to go by the time they they get ready for their playoff push then he'll be fine because don't forget the way that the playoffs are set up now you get that buy anyway yeah but they may not get the buy now that's the whole point they have to decide now between the buy and the health of their quarterback and i think they'll decide between the health of their quarterback because here's where it works philly still has dallas new orleans and the giants remaining they lose out they'll be 13 and 4 san fran is their biggest threat now because san fran can decide all right you know what we Let's need to go, go in overdrive we yeah. gotta try to go yeah. forward we could really use this buy why could they use to buy well because debo samuel's out for them and they love to have some more time to get debo back so san fran and can they're decide. also talking about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Trying to get Jimmy G back, right. but remember Shano said that ain't going to happen. Shano said basically it's six weeks for him just to get healed. That's not including practice time and all that. So basically right. Jimmy G ain't coming back. So it's Purdy all the thing. way. Let's do yeah, Purdy day. It, it's Purdy all the way. Yeah. Um, so San Fran has Washington, Las Vegas, and Arizona remaining. Let's say they win out. Best case scenario, they're 13-4. and four. If Philly decides to rest Jalen Hurst the entire way, the rest of the way, and then let Gardner Minshew take the reins, and let's say they still end up, you know, they they struggle, right? They lose out. Um, they'll be thirteen and four. Um, so basically, the NFC record, I believe, the conference record decides it, and San Fran would have a better conference record if they win out and Philly loses out. That's not the way it's going to go down. Right? It'll be different than that, but we just don't know. The last games remaining for San Fran, Washington, Las Vegas, Arizona. I don't see San Fran losing any of those games. <laughs> San Washington may be the closest one. Las Vegas could pull something. 
But I think Sam. I mean, Fran we saw they won in a completely non-screwy finish this week. <laughs> yeah, legit I, team that didn't blow it with three minutes ago last week and yeah. didn't have any problems this week. Yeah, you talk about the team that has the record, the NFL record for blown double-digit leads in a season, and they almost had another one. Yeah, almost <laughs> had another. They almost, almost had another, had another one, one, and they yeah. didn't. I think San Fran, a better coach team, a better overall team, will win that game. I can see San Fran going undefeated down the stretch. I don't know if I see Philly losing every game with Gardner Minshew down the stretch with Dallas, probably lose. Uh, but New Orleans and the Giants, yeah, I think they'll win one of those. I think they could win. I think they'll beat New Orleans maybe if they, if they start Gardner Minshew instead of Jalen Hurts. But they'll definitely decide resting Jalen Hurts. The way the Hurts Cowboys the have been the playing, they can beat the Cowboys. Now with Gardner Minshew. Man. Well, I think there is something to be said of Gardner Minshew will at least come in and it will be a game plan that no one really knows what to expect. So oh, there great. will be an element of surprise, at least for the first week of it. Yeah. No, I'm just I mean, if we they, look at like what the Texans did putting in Driscoll. And it changed what they were able to do offensively because you're like, oh, we just didn't expect you to have a running quarterback in the game. And so this will change it up a little bit. You makes should it, still be able to be easier to defend, in my opinion, because you don't have the oh, no, running no. Hey, aspect. Cowboys gave up 500 yards yesterday and back to back weeks. They have not played well. The Cowboys, somebody just says, dude, <laughs> Cowboys don't have anything to play for. Yes, they do. They have to get this thing figured out. Yeah, they're they, they can't go, in the wrong you can't direction. go into the playoffs now. Yes. Yeah, regressing. Right. You gotta you gotta be peaking at the right time. They are not peaking at the right time. Yeah. They are they are leaking oil. They're not peaking, they're leaking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they I'm with you on that. They, they just I agree that they can't really improve their standing and status necessarily in their seating. Yeah. But I'm with I'm, I'm with hards right now. They're not confident. Yeah. Going to the playoffs, they need to be confident going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah you got to figure out that secondary. That's, that's and that, that, and that's, Amen, brother. That's never going. I mean, Amen, brother. There's, yeah, right. there's no fix. There's nothing that you can do. I, I heard the analogy. I, I don't know who I heard say that, but they were talking about the finger in the dike, right? The oh, finger. I didn't know where you were going there. Yeah, they were talking about. <laughs> How you put his finger there, in the like, yeah. Where are we? <laughs> you put that, the finger in. I was like, oh, because you were like pumping your yeah, finger. Was, and I was like, yeah. whoa. You think, it, it, oh, you know who it was? It was Colonel Craig Flowers. <laughs> okay. It was Colonel Craig Flowers. Uh, and he was saying like, it's like the cartoon where you you see the leak and you try to put your finger in it and then all of a sudden it pops out at another one and then you try to put the finger uh, in okay, another I got one. You, I got you. And then the next thing you know, you're just sitting you're there. Fingers. You're out of fingers. You're out of fingers. You're out of lens. And that's you where it's nothing. at. That's in the secondary on hmm. that cornerback position. My biggest question is, number one, we talked about this earlier, where is the pressure to the quarterback? That has been awful here lately. You know, we talk about the hurries. We talk about the rushes. How many hits are you getting on a quarterback? They're not getting to the quarterback anymore. Not right now they are. But I will say the offensive line of the Texans is a little underrated. Agree. Because it, 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 their two tackles are actually pretty good. Titus Tyler and Laramie Tonto. And they just drafted a number one pick in the interior line with Kenny yes. Green. It, it's actually the best part of the Texans nobody talks yeah. about. They spent like seven yeah, first-round yeah, picks yeah. in the last few years so, on it. Yeah, yeah. It should be good. So that doesn't surprise me. The Jacksonville one, I thought they'd get more. I thought they'd make more plays in the backfield on Trevor Lawrence. But Trevor Lawrence, I think he's starting to I think he's starting to peak. Because he got I a coach that can believe yeah, in him. But what, well, he's, yeah, he's, this guy, was he, he was really dodging a lot of pressure. Yeah, and he was getting around the Cowboys' pressure a ton and finding himself passing lanes. I think that's just him as a skilled passer. They too. lost 
their left tackle and their right tackle yeah. in the game. Okay. And the That's Cowboys true. only got one sack. When I again, I was in Dallas, so I was listening to the game and uh what is it? Not Brad is it Brasham? Yeah. Bradsham? And Babe Lofflinburg. Yeah. They were like, Oh, Micah's gonna probably after he got that first sack, Micah's gonna probably get three or four sacks today. This is <laughs> this is looking like that kind of day. He ended up getting that just that one sack. And Demarcus Lawrence wasn't getting to the quarterback, so those are the. But types they did of th- force turnovers. They forced a couple of turnovers. They, but he got was already pick. twenty yards down the field. But they got on the by the run blank yes, too. Yes, so I'm saying like they did. The defense did. They did some things. But you're right. They giving no, up forty to the to Jacksonville Jaguars right. is not what we expected. No, and, from and, and I agree with you. You can't just keep sticking a different cornerback in there and thinking that'll fix the problem. Like, you're clearly going to have to schematically change stuff up to try and overprotect on that side of the field. Ding, ding, Like, ding. you just have to do that ding, just ding, because ding. we know at this point you do, there's not going to be a guy that you just go, oh, we found out our seventh-string practice squad guy is all of a sudden a, a qualified DB2 in the NFL. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So you have to yeah. figure out other ways to get around it. And so it, it's silly to say there's no way they can fix it. It's just saying, hey, man, you just have to really game plan that we have to trust Trayvon Diggs a lot, and he's got to step up. And then we've got to help out a ton. They're of that just side. not schematically sound enough to be able to do that because yeah. if you do that, you're already vulnerable versus the run. You lost Leighton Vander Esch. I don't know how long, but you lost him for a little while. And look what happened to your defense. You were decimated. That's just what one guy who's considered to be, by most people's standards, not even your top four or five exactly. best players on your defense. That's what happened to you. So if you decide, to, if you decide, you know what, I'm a double team and I'm going to shade coverage. Every time there's a passing down to the corner opposite Trevon Diggs, it's going to make you really vulnerable. They're yeah, going to they freak so. you with three by one formations and empty formations. They're going to make you look terrible. They, so it's, it's just really you got yeah. you, you can do it. You can do what you're saying, but you got to do it. You got to be judicious about it, and you can only do it situationally. And I think right now that's what Dan Quinn's struggling. I think he's trying to do some of that, but he's just getting out coached situationally. And that's what Doug Peterson and the Jacks did. They yeah. just they 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 made Dan Quinn look suspect. No, and we'll say uh, the report for Leighton Van Der Esch today that's what I was just about was to say. that it was actually a shoulder injury, not a neck injury. That's good. They think it was a stinger. Yep. So they're not sure on the timetable for a turn, but it looks way better than it looked like it was going to be uh, on Sunday. Especially yeah. because he has a history of neck injury. So this is a great, this is great, great news for him to only have to deal with this stinger report. Yeah. No, no, no. Patrick, you're right. They got to do schematically. It's got, it's a chess match now though. Because yeah. Essentially, you have two big weaknesses now, Dan Quinn, and everybody knows it. Well, you have, everybody I, knows it. Your corner opposite Trevon Diggs is a liability, yeah. and your rush defense is a liability. How do you schematically, based on situation, down and distance, scheme around those things? If you are the genius, everybody thinks you are, you'll be able to do it. If you're not, you're about to get eaten alive. Yeah, everybody and, knows how where you are weak. It is crazy that we went from, before the season, everyone basically assuming this Cowboys defense was going to allow negative five points a game. <laughs> yeah. To being like, hey man, and I was like, hey, be realistic. They're not going to. And then they played insane for the first, what, six, seven weeks? Yep. Played really, really well. And now we're getting back to, okay, yeah, you don't have the depth on defense. There's not the money on the payroll on defense to expect this defense to be elite, elite throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, you're right. It's the depth that's hurting them. Uh, obviously, in the secondary, you lost Jordan Lewis, you started nickel, lost your starting corner, Anthony uh, Brown, and LVE dealing with an injury, and even the injuries you've had on the defensive line with Jonathan Hankins, yep. I'm sure have added up. So that's what it is. That's why the 49ers are considered a better team than the Cowboys. We've been saying this for weeks because they can have those injuries, and the defense doesn't have a precipitous drop-off. Every time there's a player that drops off, it seems like they just kind of keep their consistent play. Yep. That's why they're a better team than the Cowboys because they're deeper than the Cowboys. 
because this this NFL season is not a sprint so much it is a marathon. And if you can just remain healthy for yes. the majority of it and keep your best players healthy, that's usually the teams that end up having the biggest advantage in the long run. And right now for the Cowboys, you're losing guys. And, so, and it's also, going back to the Cowboys, I know we got to talk B. John Robinson here because that's why <laughs> I said we're talking and we get, got to the breaking news. But this is why also the Noah Brown situation, I love Noah Brown. I think he played well. But because of that dropped pit, drop pass, it ended up being an interception late in the game. Mm-hmm. That's why Jerry Jones won't let the Odell Beckham Jr. story die. It is literally plays like that is why he won't let it die. Yeah. Oh, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting to see if we get he Sammy Watkins rumors coming yeah, exactly. up because he, he just was, got waved today. Sammy just got yeah. waved to, like, that's what today. I'm, saying. I'm, waiting, I'm yeah. waiting to see where those rumors start. But that, that's why because he considered – I mean, he, I, you can tell Jerry does not have faith in his wide receiving core. And honestly, I see why. I'm not saying it should be urgent enough for him to be throwing off the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff all the time. But other than C.D. Lamb and – you know, you're, I would say CeeDee Lamb's your guy, and Gallup and Noah Brown have been inconsistent. Very much but so. But CeeDee Lamb's been legit. CeeDee Lamb is a number one wide receiver. Give him props for that. He's legit. He's a real deal. Yeah. He's been great. There. He's a he, top. He's shown up. He's yeah. seven targets yesterday, seven receptions, had over 100 yards. He did what he needed to yeah. do. But in certain situations, he's got to be able to, you know as well as I do, if you're going to create space, you need to be that guy. You need to be they the put, one. They to were go, doubling them. They put two guys. They on had one. a bracket on them at one time. I, I, I that's saw. A, that's what he's doing his job. If I, if it is a eleven on eleven game, it is essentially a mathematical problem, a mathematical equation, and I attract two guys. I did my job. I can't, I'm attracting two guys. Can y'all? Somebody got to win because that means right now y'all are playing. Right now y'all playing nine on ten. Trust me. I won. I won with my guy. Nine on ten. Can y'all win? I needed him to catch that ball yesterday, Micah. I mean, not Micah, but um, Noah Brown. Noah Brown. It's like, don't don't blame CD. This ain't a CD problem. CD it's we're not. praising CD. CD is everything. We're talking about Noah Brown and Gallup and the rest of that crew. Yeah, these are like, that's these on are, them. These are some desperate times for the Dallas Cowboys, and the answer needs to be run the dang ball. That is the answer. When you have a lead, seventeen points, right? Seventeen. Points and you have Tony Pollard who's busting through. You got Zeke who is doing what he's supposed to do. You even have your tight ends doing what they're supposed to do. And you go out there and you call those types of plays. It's a bad play call. Terrible. You know I love me some Kelly Moore. That was a terrible play. Well, call. I appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you coming to me and Patrick hey, Dark Side. Because I, no, no, I <laughs> Because the first nope. half, he Not was killing it. He was nope. no, no, I know. He was killing <laughs> it on the first half. The play calling, the designs, the 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 way that Dak was moving in the pocket, the way he was extending plays, outstanding work. No, I mean, outstanding. Third and ten, the bad play call. Trying to go deep and with what 90 seconds left or less than that. Uh, when you're trying to get them to burn timeouts, bad play call by Kellen Moore. It was a dang coaching mistake by Mike McCarthy not to intervene, and it was bad quarterbacking by Dak Prescott not to decide, nope, I'm checking it down, or yeah. I'm just going to drop it and take the sack and take the negative play and so we can punt and force them to use a timeout. Bad on all, their, bad on all accounts. 
yep. by everybody involved for the Cowboys. Okay, we'll get back to the Cowboys. I promised you Longhorn talks. So let's get right to it. Uh, Bijan Robinson uh, declared for the NFL draft. We'll hear some sound from Bijan later on mm-hmm. the show. Uh, we ain't got some time to get to it now. But Bijan Robinson did declare for the NFL draft. It is official. Shout out to Inside Texas. They had this story um, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. um, that B. John Robinson, DeMarvion Overshone, and Rojo, so it's not official official yet because Rojo hasn't announced anything, but B. John Robinson had a press conference to announce his uh, decision to forego the rest of his college career and eligibility to enter the NFL draft, and DeMarvion Overshone um, via Twitter, I believe, via social media, he announced that he was skipping the bowl game to focus on his professional career. Um, so uh, looks like you know two of those guys that have been reported that we thought would uh, skip the bowl games and enter the NFL draft have already done it. I suspect Rojo's announcement will come down you know, via social media either late today or early tomorrow, something like that too. Yeah. Um, and the Longhorns will have to figure out, number one, a new offensive identity, no Bijan, no Rojo, and uh, leadership on defense, which shouldn't be an issue because you still got all the leadership on that defensive line with Kendrick Colburn and Devontae Sweat. All those guys are playing. You're talking about uh, Byron Murphy. Some of leadership there. Jalen Ford now taking yep. over as a leader. What he done this year? That was one of the best seasons we've seen from a linebacker in the Big 12 in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. Uh, I think the, the long ones are going to be fine defensively uh, replacing Overshone. It'll be an issue, but trust me, I think a guy like Maurice Blackwell is probably going to get a lot of love. And a lot of run played uh, well. Uh, he, yeah, yep. he played well late down mm-hmm. the stretch. He's got, and I know he's not traditional linebacker, but they like to use him in that hybrid role there too. So I think they have some options uh, to replace Overshone, but there is no option to replace a Bijan Robinson and a Rojo. Um, Bijan Robinson is one of the he's on the Mount Rushmore of Texas football running backs, and that says a lot. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Women, we've had this discussion. I was with a buddy today, and that was our conversation. We were trying to figure out. Where do you rank them? And I was asking him, and I said, we've had this debate on the show multiple times about where do you put him. And it's still, the jury's still out on where you actually rank them because you got some old heads that are talking about uh, older guys that have played in the program. You've got some new kids that are, are historians that are looking at it, but they're also looking at the, the, the time frame. One of the things that I took, brought into consideration is, too, he played three years. He played three years. Some of the people that played here played four. Some yeah. of the guys that played here played, what, two years? I mean, there were so many mm. different numbers in the legitimacy of what you believe. But the eye test is this. He does deserve to be there. We asked Eric Metcalf, somebody who a lot of people believe should mm-hmm. be on that Mount Rushmore as well. And he said, I would definitely put Bijan on that list. So when guys like that speak of it, that means it really means something. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Mount Rushmore is pretty. I think it's Ricky. I think it's Earl. Two statues on the Forty Acres, and I think Bijan's on that Mount Rushmore. I think said B's on that Mount Rushmore. Yep. Uh, late great. Those Sid are my B's. two Shout four. Yeah. R.I.P. I mean, my four. Yeah, uh, I think that you can debate about whether Bijan on the Forty Acres is better than a Ricky, uh, better than a Said B. I don't know if he can ever be considered better than Ricky or Earl. So I think he'll yeah. always be considered third best. At you know. Considering now he's leaving, yep. third best is the highest I'll probably ever rank Bijan. Um, but hell, man, being behind Ricky and Earl, <laughs> I mean, ain't no sunshine. Yeah, with I mean, Earl, they're talking about a pro football Hall of Famer, and yeah. hell, I've said this before. Ricky's got more rushing yards than Earl Campbell. I believe Earl Campbell just was an eye test Hall of Famer. If anybody ever seen him play, they go, "That guy's a Hall of Famer." And if Ricky hadn't got uh, deterred. 
um, and distracted. Hell, Ricky yeah. probably would have been on his way too, especially being a Hall of Fame back. Um, so, Bijan Robinson, best of luck. I think Bijan Robinson is going to be a better NFL player than he was a a, a college player, and that's a, that's hard to do because right. he was a hell of a college player. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> you can sit there and go back and forth and try to 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 place it and see exactly where you want to put him, but. You know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder and what he brought to this university and what he was able to do in his time here. And let's not forget, he was underutilized his freshman year. He was you know? underutilized this year. Well, I had 12, 12 touches versus TCU. What are you talking about? I, 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 listen, freshman I, year. Look, I wasn't going to go there just yet. <laughs> I like, knew <laughs> I could count on my partner yeah, to bring hey. it back. But I'm talking about his freshman year yeah, and how those numbers okay. would have looked. Oh. How those numbers would have looked there as well. That's true. But thank so. God he was. Otherwise, Tom Herman still be here. <laughs> all right, y'all talking all that drag. Y'all talk, oh, he was under Utah's freshman year. Well, Tom Herman, if he had given the ball, would have won more games and would still be here at Texas. That's how good he was. Put some so. Bijan on it, baby. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my 2022 motto: Put some Bijan on it and. Uh, I I don't think they put enough Bijan on. Truth be told, like I said, twelve touches versus TCU and Oklahoma State. Probably he could have closed out that game for you two on the road. Yeah. I think Sark failed to realize that the twenty twenty two identity of the team should have been Bijan and Rojo the entire time, and um, I think it may have cost him a win or two. Yep. So, I mean, it's not, still had a really great season and he had a phenomenal season. Um, but man, uh, put some Bijan on it should have been his motto, not just my motto. And I think it. Failed Texas a couple of times in the for season. sure. That's all for sure. Uh, all right, uh, what you got coming up in Hard Stock Life? I'm gonna talk a little bit about my weekend. I got a chance to go to the state championship games, but <laughs> it's more about Texas high school football. Man, mm-hmm. it's some serious, bro. It is. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. And it is uh, right now. I don't know if it's. I don't know if there's any other state out there that can compete no. with Texas high school football. No. Man, I'm sure that Florida and California uh, would debate that. But, uh, man, it is a phenomenal, uh, really competitive uh, product out there. And we'll get to it. We'll talk about it in Harsh Knock Life. Coming up yep. right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Harbaugh Harge. You can follow my man Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. You can follow my man behind the glass that's in charge of making sure that we get you through this holiday week oh, with shizzle. a smooth soul Monday, even though some of my boys are kind of sad. Uh, you can follow him at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I wanted to get into this just a little bit because – Uh, For everyone that's lived in the state of Texas and had a part in Friday Night Lights, uh, you know what it's all about. Whether you're from a big city like Austin or Houston or a small town like Post, you know what every single weekend is about and how much fun you have going to these Friday night football games. Mm -hmm. Some Thursday night, whether you're playing or even Saturday sometimes, and What brought me back to it was getting the chance to go up this past Friday uh, for the state championship games. And I had never 
really gone to a bunch of state championship games. I hadn't spent mm-hmm. that kind of time. Once I got done playing, I was kind of one of those guys that I was done with it. Yeah, I was around it because I had friends and family that was there, but I wasn't di- you know, diving into the, the high school football mm-hmm. like that. Uh, obviously being here, working f- with Flex and getting a chance to learn about all these kids. Most of the kids that I got a chance to see right here on our Flex team, I knew from baseball. Yeah, I coached Coach a lot Harsh. of these kids. I, you Coach I coached a lot of these mm-hmm. kids as they were growing up at an early age, and now I get a chance to watch them grow up. So I got a chance to be a part of their lives at an early age, and now I'm getting a chance to see it as they develop and moving along. And I've got a son now who is going to be in high school next year, so it's going to be even more so involved in my life than than what it was before. And I, I truly understand the passion behind this this opportunity to play for a state championship. I never got a chance to play for a state championship. I didn't get a chance to play for it in baseball. I didn't get a chance to play for it in basketball. And I definitely didn't get a chance to play for it in football. Mm-hmm. Even though the teams that I was on, we all thought we had a chance early in the year. Because we had so much talent. Mm-hmm. You were on a bunch of those teams. You had a bunch of talented teams. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is our year. Then you run up against certain groups and you're like, Dang, why man. did we get paired up with them fools again? Real, man. You know, but I get a chance. I got a chance to go up, and I got a chance mm-hmm. to watch the China Springs uh, championship game, where they won over Bernie uh, on a walk-off extra, uh, field goal to win it, and they just happened to kick it into our end. But after that, South Oak Cliff walked out, Ooh. and they were stretching. They were getting ready to play Port Nature's Grove, and I was like, both of these teams don't look the same. <laughs> they just don't look the same, right? Yeah, I can see that. And you start looking at it, and Sock was a team mm-hmm. uh, that when I was in high school 32 years ago, I got a chance to play against Sock my Ooh, sophomore yeah, and junior year. We beat them with a combined score of 95 to 7. Is that real? That's crazy. Right. Yeah. And I, I and I look at them now, and I get a chance to watch this these programs, being in the state of Texas, you've seen them all. And you watch them and you're like, man, times have changed and the players have changed. Mm-hmm. And they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster. They're, they are more mature than what we were at that time. And I'm sure we were, we looked good and we thought we were bigger. But now as we get older and you're seeing some of these kids, you and I were standing in here talking to a lot of these flex kids. And we're looking at them like, man, these some big old kids, big man. Kids, man. Like, Mm-hmm. Make us look little, little. <laughs> and I'm like, what is really going on? So for me, having a chance to go up there, I ran into Ellison's uh, football coach, my my old high school. I ran into the new football coach at the state championship game just walking through the, the concourse. Got a mm-hmm. chance to talk to him about that kid that I was telling you about, that number nine. I said, Rod, there's a kid at Ellison that is the prototype. He looks like he can fit the bill. Mm. And I was like, how many schools are looking at him? How many schools are talking to him? He said he's got a bunch of schools talking to him, but nothing is final yet. And I'm like, I watched him. That dude got some talent. Yeah. I don't know if he's being developed the right way, yeah. but the kid's got some talent. So those mm. are the things that you look at. And then you get a chance to watch a kid like Jonte Cook. Jonte Cook got a chance. It's going to be on the 40 acres. Hell, they sign on Wednesday, and then he'll probably be here <laughs> Right Mm -hmm. after Christmas, ready to put that work in. And you just look and you say, wow, this kid is explosive. He can make one-on-ones, and he's got that energy that you look for 
as a as a uh, head coach that you want to bring into the program. Yep. So it's so impressive to watch a lot of these kids. But you think about the coaches that are putting the time in and all the people that we've had on the radio station from Coach Salazar from Westlake who had a 54-game win streak snapped this year and not get a chance to play for the state championship. Then you get a coach like Drew Sanders at Vandergrip who got a chance to go up against Jonte Cook. Mm-hmm. Then you get the coaches from Dripping Springs who move up in a class and are one game away from getting to the championship. Then you go all the way down to Wimberley and watch the Texans get a chance to go and play in the state championship. They got beat by by Cartridge. By the way, the Cartridge quarterback was outstanding, by the way. Yeah, man. He was putting that ball wherever he wanted to, <laughs> which was very impressive. But then you go up to the Dallas area, and we were talking about uh, Sock and what they were in, in DeSoto, and now Duncanville getting an opportunity to play for state championships. And I want you to hear Coach Samples and what it was about because Bally Sports interviewed him, and obviously Coach, uh, Craig Way, who's been around the game for such a long time, and done, he's basically the voice of the Texas Longhorns and the voice <laughs> of Texas high school sports, um, has a, a, a connection to all of these coaches and spending the time with them. But when you hear the, the pride and the joy in all of the coaches and in the community, Texas High School Coaches Association is that community. Right. But when you hear them all praise a coach like Coach Samples and for him to finally get over that hump, finally get over that hump because it's like facing Drago. You're going up <laughs> against North Shore who has beaten you time mm-hmm. after time and you had your best team. I'm going to say you had your best team with uh, uh, Jaquindon Jackson. And they end up losing on a Hail Mary at the end of the game. And you've been coaching for so long to get this opportunity. And then this weekend, you get this weekend, you now get this opportunity. Here is what Coach had to say about his opportunity. Well, Coach, 32 years as a head coach, 323 wins, and you finally get a state championship. How does the dream compare to the reality? It's about time. It's about time. Worked a long time for it. About time. You always make it about your players and your coaches. For all the guys who ever played for you and coached for you, what is your message to them right now? Just keep working, and it'll come. Work hard and believe in your kids and your coaches. Your defense pitched the shutout in the second half. You knew it would come down to them. How did they lead you all season long? We just said keep our composure. You know, so we're going to have bad games, but we kept our composure. Hey, I'm a coach's kid. I know how much this means to everybody involved. How much behind the scenes have they played a role to help you get here today? Oh, uh, You know what? It's unbelievable. Guys like you and everybody that called and wished me well, I can't say enough. Coach, congratulations. We're so happy for you. Craig? I think he put it best, CT. He just said you, you just keep working at it. Keep the thing. It just didn't give up. It kept going. I mean, how many times can you get knocked down by the same guy, the same bully, so to speak, and, and get up and keep fighting? And they did. And it, it took all of that fight tonight and getting the stop at the end to be able to hold off North Shore 
to win the school's second overall state championship and their first under Reginald Sam. And that's the beautiful part about it. When you sit there and you say, 32 years Mm -hmm. as a head coach, 323 wins as a head coach, and you finally get to the mountaintop. Rod, I don't know about you, man, but that was the one thing that I always wanted as a kid playing football at an early age. I wanted to play Mm -hmm. for a state championship and win a state championship. Now, Colleen, uh, Colleen Kangaroos, they did it in 1991. Uh, the Temple Wildcats in our district at the time <laughs> did it in 1992. And both of those teams, I beat. That's crazy. But you sit there and you look at it and you're like, man, for them to be able to get there, for him to get to that mountaintop, and for so mm-hmm. many other coaches. Think about what Coach Dodge did. Oh, yeah. And what he was able to do at all his schools. I know the work that these coaches put in. So kudos to them. Kudos to those players. And the the 2022 season is a wrap. But, man, there are so many memories out there and so much work that was put in by all of these kids, man. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I'm with you. I never I never went past the second round. Um, That's as far as I went every right. year. Um, I think once – actually, yeah, I took it back. One year we did because we beat Katie one year, but that's about it. We got beat by North Shore the next round, so it didn't matter. Right. <laughs> it was all good uh, just so, a week ago. <laughs> yeah, we'd always win the first round, and I'd meet Katie or North Shore that next round, and we'd get mollywopped. Except yeah. for that one year, we beat Katie, then got mollywopped by North Shore. Yeah, man. That's pretty much it. So I'm with you. I had that dream, too. Uh, in Texas, that's a hard dream to accomplish. Right. Think about all, man. especially we're not playing at the 1A, 2A, 3A. We were playing at the 5A level. Where there are so many talented, talented teams and kids that are out there that everybody does not know yet, mm, you know? I, yeah. Now they got six A. Yeah. Now they got six A. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so even more competition. Now I'm with you on that, man. It's it's uh, tech, like I said, I, I'm sure that if we studied California and Florida, right? That you know they believe could, that they got it. They too. believe that they got the most yeah. competitive high school football out there. But man, it'd be really tough because I don't think. California in 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 Florida overall, just overall, spend as much money on athletics as the Texas high school footballs, right. and that's something that we can debate whether that's good or not. <laughs> All right, right. Um, and we, people have talked about the facilities here in the state of Texas um, and how crazy they are, even at the high school level. Um, it is. I mean, it's, and I think that's a big part of it. That, that means coaches are paid more too. Yep, yep. So you get better coaches in the state of Texas because the coaches are paid more, facilities more, and you get, I think, a better overall product as a result of that too. And I, mean, I tell you about the recruiting. The recruiting yeah. is gangbusters. Dang. Already, so, yeah. I, I miss them doing the states versus state all star games. Oh yeah. When I came out, we did the uh, the Texas versus California all star game, and, and I it was played in New in Mexico, it. right? Didn't you? Uh, play no, it? no, it was oh, California. Oh, it was in yeah, California. It was in California. Yeah. Um, and that's why I played in it because I was like, no, man, I want to play. I want to represent Texas. I want to play against other states and prove Texas is the best state. We still lost actually to California, <laughs> which unfortunately it was a hail mary. Not to my side of the field, by the way. Uh, I believe it's Kyle Bowler hail mary on the opposite side. Really? Of the field. Yeah. Yeah. Hail Mary and up inside. Cannot believe that how we lost that game. Still to this day, that pisses me off. Right. It's still like you still think about certain things and you're like, how did that happen? We had we had the game won. Right. We pulled like the Raiders did this past weekend. 
Uh, no, 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 they did pull the Rays. I was going to say. Oh, but the Rays have done at least four times this season. <laughs> we had a lead, a size, a sizable lead, and then we screwed yeah, up. I believe it's called pulling a Colts now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's pulling a Colts. Okay, like there you go. I All like right, it. we'll come back. Uh, good stuff there for Like, We'll come back. We'll get into uh, off the record. Uh, off the record, how about Elon Musk asking the people whether he should be the head of Twitter? Uh, the people have spoken. We'll see if he actually uh, abides and listens to the people. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put down the horn. Chad and Zay. Now my wife, she's a, she can throw down too, but she be forgetting that I'm a brother sometimes. I love my wife. Does a great job. She means well, works hard, but, you know, sometimes a brother needs some spice in his life. That's just all I'm saying. Do you need to, like, leave a little notes, like no. on a pillow or something? No, no. Huh? Sometimes it can be a little bland. I'm sorry, babe. I love you. I'm sorry. Honey, I love you're, you. You're Caucasian. It's just in your jeans. It's, you can't help it. Honey, I'm sorry. I, honey, I love you. Have a great day. Uh, we will, I can't wait for dinner tonight. P.S. I'm black. <laughs> Weekdays 12 to 3 on the whole. Hey, what's up, folks? Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers here. Let me tell you about Dr. Greg Eckert and his fantastic team. I'm talking about Dr. Greg Eckert, and that's Dr. Eckert with a U, all right? Dr. Eckert with a U, and a U is appropriate because he's a dentist. That's all about you, the patient. You've heard numerous testimonials on these very airwaves about how Dr. Greg Eckert specialized in easing everything from your dental anxiety to dental, uh, just general dentistry, teeth whitening, dentures, porcelain crowns, veneers, dental implants, full mouth reconstruction, even root canal therapy, whatever it takes to ensure you're getting the best quality dental care available. That's what Dr. Greg Eckert and his wonderful team are all about. He wants to make sure that uh, you have a uh, beautiful smile. The qual- He knows that the quality of your smile can affect the quality of your life. That's why Dr. Greg Eckert can offer you a brand new smile right now in just one day. Permanently secured to your dental implants. No time spent without teeth. You get temporary fixtures and take and complete your permanent smile. And you'll smile again with confidence and eat freely without pain or discomfort. We're talking about a lifelike permanent solution so if you've been told your teeth need to be replaced, call Dr. Greg Eckert today and learn about this revolutionary alternative to dentures. You're talking about a brand new smile in just one day. It sounds too good to be true. It's not. It's just Dr. Greg Eckert with a U. So give him a call. It's a complimentary consultation so you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. 512-345-3166. 512-345-3166. Or visit DrEckert.com. That's DrEckert.com. D-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T.com. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right. Welcome back to another edition of Off the Record. Elon Musk, who is, I want to say he's, he's like the uh, second richest man in the world. I saw that recently. They go back and forth. Um, yeah, it's that, uh, what was it? Some other, it was a, it's, a furni- it's a clothing guy. Yeah, I, I can't, I remember Is his it name. Louis Vuitton or was it? I can't remember the name. But Gucci? Guess, Is it Gucci? I don't know. What, it's one of those. Yeah, I saw it though. I'll Google they, it They were like, he's the first non-tech mil- uh, oh, billionaire really? that's been the, the richest guy in years. Oh. Because they're all tech guys now. Yeah, because you're talking about manufacturing, not. which is very rare now, yeah, these yeah. days. So, Interesting. They're saying that was, he was, it was rare that to have that be the richest guy he's in the world. definitely got to be Gucci or one of them. Yeah, it's, it's one of those <laughs> top, like, super. I was going to say, those lines yeah, yeah. where they're like, "Hey man, what's your what's your, what's your manufacturing cost?" Like, uh, one purse is like uh, two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> oh man, didn't we? Did you guys see Jalen Hurts brought his uh, offensive lineman like really designer bags? Oh yeah. 
Was it Louis Vuitton? I think it was. It was well, Louis Vuitton hey, for forget. every offensive lineman. And then his receivers got mad with him. Wait, wait. Yeah. Did did after he get hurt, he asked for him back? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying. They told him that's uh, a you problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody told yeah. you to be running uh, every time. Yeah, he does have a sprained shoulder for those who haven't heard. But, yeah, I, get, I think it was an A.J. Brown tweet that was like, hey, man, what's up, what's up with the wide receivers? Can we get hey, some of that same take love? take care of them first. I guess you got to buy everybody a Louis Vuitton bag. Because he bought backups and – Practice squad O lineman, every not just starting O lineman, every O lineman who was on practice squad backups, whatever reserves, they all got Louis Vuitton bags. I mean, I imagine Louis Vuitton bag cost you what, a couple of thousand? Yeah, easy. Two, I mean, thousand? but he probably got a he's probably got a deal just like oh boy gave him Lucasi's. Um, oh, sure. uh, Quinn, he gave his guys bags, Lucasi bags. But that was probably his nil deal, right? Yeah, I mean, but he's still part of it. You know does, what I'm saying? Uh, he does, might be. Does uh, Jalen Hurts have a Louis Vuitton deal? Uh, he might. I don't know about that. Come on, man. <laughs> Let me check. Let Louis me Vuitton check. don't sponsor nobody, really. Yeah. Maybe they sponsor Drake. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, let's get to this. Elon Musk, who is one of the richest human beings that's ever walked the face of the earth. Uh, he now owns Twitter, and he put out a Twitter post. So recently, he's been literally asking people what they want on Twitter, the masses, and then trying to follow up with whatever the, the, the final vote is. And he recently posed this question. Should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. 57.5% of the people who responded to the poll, uh, by the way, 17,502,000 people decided, 57% decided, yeah, you should uh, step down as the head of Twitter. Okay, how about this? Has y'all Twitter experience changed since Elon Musk is over? Because I will admit... Mine has, and I think Twitter does suck a little bit more since yeah, he took it, over. It had, but I mean, mostly I like use sports for, uh, I use Twitter for sports. That's true, me too. Like I do it to follow a story, and so it's different that, especially the blue check mark thing. Yeah, that became a big problem for a while. You had to check, you have to check everything and double check, and now I got to see how many followers you got and make sure that you're real and everything. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty annoying. Yeah, but uh, I yeah, guess it's it's it, it just it, it's not as to me it's not as crisp. Of an app as it used to be. Yeah. Um. Now I get a lot of trash. Well, yeah. It's, it's social media. So, <laughs> what's your definition of trash? Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I, what I, exactly is it but, that but you're to, looking for? To Patrick's for? point, I use it for work and a lot of times for sports stuff, and I get a lot of stuff now. I just do not need it. Right. All. So right. I'm sifting That's through. Fair. I'm sifting through a lot of more of just kind of random stuff. Okay. Sifting, you know, kind of through, uh, you know, the minutia, if you will. Yeah, I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like it's a, it's changed that much to me. Okay. Because, the, like you said, I'm, most of the stuff I look through, I can swipe to it and be done with it. I'm just looking for certain things, and I'm following certain people. What I have done is taken more people out of my feeds. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, yeah. it was like I don't need, I don't need to know. I'm, I'm muting. I don't need to know what you're thinking. I don't need to know what you're talking about. And to Patrick's point, if it's not about the sports part of it, there's very few things that I'm on there trying to get out of it. Yeah, we don't know if he's actually going to step down. He did say no one wants the job who can who can actually keep Twitter alive. Uh, he's supposed to make Twitter profitable, which is something nobody's ever done. Twitter has never been profitable. Right. It's just been a great kind of town hall meeting place, but it's never been profitable. Nobody's ever been able to actually monetize it and make money off of it. And I think he was hoping he'd be able to do that. He but, can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, because it's like, hey, man, if we, <laughs> if we try and monetize it, then it, everything that you like about it is no longer worth exactly. it. <laughs> which is the problem with that of, hey, no, we'll just do this and then You're like, well, cool, I don't want it anymore then. We'll, get, yeah. we'll just go over here. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, do you remember there was a wrestler named Ryback, and he had posted something of a thing of where should I go next? And it was it was all the wrestling companies, and the last one was retire, and it was like ninety percent retire. <laughs> <laughs> Did he retire? And, and so then he posted again. He goes, "I think I've removed all the bots. This one's serious this time. <laughs> Don't do that again." And then he's like, "And I will buy by." And then it was like eighty percent retire. And he's like, "Man, y'all are not funny." <laughs> that is great. Uh, someone says he's the majority owner of Christian Dior. I believe the richest man. The richest yeah. man. Now, yeah, it's, yeah. it's clothing. It's it's yeah. No, it goes back. Fashion it, line. It, it 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 being the richest man in the world is almost like being the funniest man in the world you don't stay that you don't have that title for very long it's fleeting you're not gonna you're gonna keep it for a few years maybe if you're really good but if not you'll be overtaken pretty quickly and it's not your fault it's just a natural way of things right um okay honestly if he hadn't bought twitter he probably still would be the richest man in the world ironically yeah what did he pay for it 44 million 44 million million? and then it dropped it dropped in value like precipitously when he bought it because everyone was like well we don't trust you to run it so everyone bought out his shares of it. And so it dropped, out, like it, it. I think went down like a hundred percent or something, like some enormous percent. And turns out that people were right that they didn't yeah. trust him to run it because he has he hadn't run into the ground, but yeah. he doesn't really. You could be a genius just because you're a genius in one aspect doesn't mean you're a genius in everything. There are different types of genius. I would agree yeah. with that. And, well, was, uh, you know, you're not a, just because. Well, and it's one of those things. Like, they, man, the whole process is you don't rock the boat, and even if you do nothing, you have already rocked the boat. He came in. With a sink, remember he came yes. in. So he walked into like the front office with a sink, and which like, I'm still out. confused I, about I, what I, the I sink. Was. I don't think any of the drain. No, it's everything. I'm everything, bringing everything and, and the kitchen and the sink. sink. Yeah, I, that's my guess. I, we don't know. He's a bot. <laughs> Where did he get the kitchen sink from? Because we know he doesn't ever go home. He's always <laughs> he probably on stopped. He's probably stopped on the way. Hey, let's stop talking down about a Central Texan. All right, we love Elon Musk. Yeah. Central Texan baby, shout out Elon. We love you, brother. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll uh, get into uh, some Cowboys news, notes, and nuggets. Talk about the Texans' loss to the Chiefs as well. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. One hundred four nine the horn.